Let's see. Let me see if I can try something out real quick. Podcast theme. <laughs> the theme song to the podcast. Welcome to Skivvy vs. Everything, your new favorite streamer. Coming at you live from your mother's house. <laughs> no, I switched over to it just chatting because I was playing uh, um, Vault, Vault Bastards. It just came out. And it's not going well. I mean, it is like it's. I'm having fun, but I'm dying a lot. And one player games, like, I, I, my ADD is so bad that I get so focused on just playing the game. Uh, if I'm playing with somebody, it's pretty easy for me to kind of work off of them and kind of still be entertaining. But whenever I'm playing the game and I'm trying to try to be interesting at the same time, I kind of thought that this would be a pretty good way to go because the developers for Void Bastards actually, they liked the post that I made on Instagram. So I was like, oh. It might be an opportunity. So I typically play with uh, with another game or with another streamer duo called uh, Babom Games, and I decided, you know, this game just came out. It's brand new. Void Bastards. What I was talking about. If you haven't seen it, it's brand new, and it's only going to be new once. Is the only chance that I have to, to hop on it while it's new. And. Um, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing that happened whenever I played Hyperlight Drifter. I got on, and I just started dying a lot, and I'm not really having fun. I mean, I like if I were playing by myself, I'm just getting on and playing. I'm not trying to stream it. I might sit down and play a little bit more of it and be a little bit more willing to die and, and keep at it. But nobody wants to watch that. And Twitch isn't about uh, the game that you're playing. I mean, that's a part of it, but it's not so much about the game that you're playing unless you're good at the game that you're playing. If you're playing Fortnite and you're the best that there is at it, like Ninja, you you know, people are going to want to watch that. But if and it, it's the sports aspect to that. But if you're playing, I mean, I could play Fortnite and I cannot be the best at it if I'm entertaining while I'm doing it. But if I'm focusing on trying not to die on the game and being entertaining and just playing off and like it's just not working well right now uh so just like i did this is this just chatting thing is something that i do or i'm going to start doing every monday the reason i decided to start doing that was because this past monday uh what game was it i decided to play some game and it wasn't going it was sonic sonic adventure 2 battle which was my favorite game as a kid uh i decided I mean, it just, it just wasn't the what I remembered it being, and I wasn't having fun. And really, that's a big part of this whole streaming thing. If I'm not having fun, I'm probably gonna turn it off. Because I gotta go, I gotta go with my gut. Like I know a lot of other streamers are, uh, you know, keeping track of their analytics. I'm not even affiliated yet, but other, you know, I've got friends who are trying to become affiliated and doing everything the, the thing that they can for it. I want everything that I get to come organically and for everything to come from my gut. 
if I'm not having fun doing something, I'm probably going to switch it up. I'll always try to do something that I say I'm going to do. You know, if I advertise, and that's one reason I decided to play Void Drifters today, because uh, I hadn't heard from, from Bob-Omb Games yet. I reached out to them, still hadn't heard from them, and I made a post that I was going to be playing Void Bastards, because I just bought the game, I was interested in it, and I wanted to play it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, uh, so if I said that I was going to play it on, on the advertisement, I'm going to play it, and I played it for an hour. And I felt like that was that was good. That was enough. Uh, I I am recording my podcast tomorrow, so maybe I'll kind of take this as an opportunity to try to kind of go over stuff that I'm going to talk about on my podcast tomorrow. So if anybody's watching and they're interested in the podcast, uh, Skivvy versus everything, it'll be on iTunes pretty soon. You can kind of tell me what you think. And maybe, you know, I can get live feedback from it. I think that'd be pretty cool. If anybody cares. Um, so basically, let me play that podcast theme over again. You can get a listen to that. Where'd it go? Let's see. Songs. Let's see. I've actually got a story down. This uh, this was made by Waterboy. Right? Anybody who, who keeps up with the Dick Show, uh, Dick Masterson. The Dick Show is a show that brings in thirty thousand dollars a month just on Patreon. They don't they don't have something. So I'm right here. So yo, this is the first step thing. Your new favorite podcast. Uh, joining me today is nobody. Just me. So yeah, that intro. Uh, Waterboy made that. Um, Waterboy's on the show all the time, so I was pretty excited that Dick Masterson, who was on Doctor Phil, uh, who has this great show and it's my favorite podcast in the world. It's actually the reason that I decided to build the studio setup it was because I wanted a podcast, and I like video games, so Twitch streaming, of course, came second. It came naturally with it, also. Also, it gives me the opportunity for a real time podcast session so that's where i decided to start doing my monday nights going in raw i'm just doing it right now also i turn off the game going in raw raw skivvy at your service uh, so in this in this episode the which i'm calling it episode two i recorded an episode zero so it's technically episode three but I, I think I'm scrapping episode zero, and I figured that I would, and I knew that going into it. Um, so today we're asking the question, what's your side hustle? My side hustle is, of course, this podcast. I, and none of this is scripted. It's just kind of some side notes that I got. So you're seeing me looking at my phone and reading what I got, which is a lot. Let me see. It's a lot, by the way. It's all just show notes. I write a lot. Always. Um, so my side hustle is, of course, this podcast, my Twitch channel, and trying to grow my internet presence. I know a lot of people have a hard time opening up the conversation about money, but I believe that if we all talked about it, we would all be much better off. We need to stop hating the competition and start competing. 
I should have separated that. So basically, building my internet presence. I think that that's important because, one, there's several different ways you can make money on the internet. And that's what this is, or trying to be, is a side hustle. Like I said, I always go with my gut on everything. I don't care about the analytics. As long as everything builds organically, if I'm able to get on here and I'm having a good time, that's all that matters. Period. If I'm able to get, like, of course I look at the analytics. I pay attention to it. It's good to know how things are going. But my main focus is, the, like, like the, the going in raw thing. The analytics didn't reflect that it, that it went great. I just knew that it, that it did. I went back and I watched the content and I thought, that's good. I like that. If somebody else was doing that, I would probably watch it. So I'm deciding that I'm going to be doing more of that. I'm dedicating an entire day of the week to it, Mondays. Every Monday at 9, you can catch me on Monday night going in raw. It's Gibby versus everything. Uh, but building the internet presence. If you have a vlog, a blog, so that's video, blog, or or blog, um, or a podcast, which is really just an audio blog, those are three different ways that you're able to... Um, kind of capture people into something that you're passionate about and kind of be, I don't like using the term thought leader, but being a thought leader, you know? Uh, so vlog is video, visual, people can see you, which kind of, it, it fills the medium in, in all gaps. They're, they get the information from the audio, uh, they, they hear what you're saying, and they're able to see you saying it. Super important. Me doing it on Twitch is just me taking all of that and doing it in real time. So I'm taking it just that one little extra step further. Uh, I am doing the podcast also, but that's only audio. This is my stream of it, which is not always going to be the same thing. It's going in raw, so it's just whatever's on my mind at the time. Um, a podcast is the same information, but in audio form. And a blog is just the information written. You read it. It's, you know... Um, the internet presence. So whenever you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, all of these are, your blog can be on Tumblr. You know, there's, there's different websites that you can go to, to create your blog. And that's, Tumblr does a really good job at that. A lot of people, if they get on there for just a social media aspect to it, like you got to understand you're on there with creators and they're not all great people. And that's just the way the world is. You're not you're not on there with your friends. You're on there with other creators. And a lot of people on there aren't creators. They're just on there for the social media part of it. Um, which is fine. I mean, people are great. If you can you can you can learn something from everybody, and you can find common ground and become a friend, a true friend with somebody. You can you can learn something from everybody. Is what I'm getting at. You know, some people aren't worth having in your life. Obviously, <laughs> you know, you don't want crackhead Steve's who steals everything that you own uh, in your house. You're not going to let him move in. Shit, if, I, if somebody walks up to me at the gas station, I've, I won't even give him a dollar. I just don't trust them. Um, but anyway, what I was saying, you know, P Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all of these pull people in to your your blog. Which, whatever form you do that, whatever whether it's a podcast, a blog, or a vlog, 
they're just micro bits to pull people into those. So you you post, you know, Twitter is a really good one. And hashtags are super important. And, you know, you can go to search.twitter.com. You can look up what the one thing that it is that you're passionate about. So say you're passionate about vapes. You're super passionate about vapes. I, I'm not passionate about it. I don't like that I vape. I'm trying to quit smoking. I smoked for 13 years. Like I started when I was 11 years old. I'm 25 years old now. I wanted to quit smoking and, uh, you know, I tried a few times and it's, it's as hard as they say it is to quit. So I decided I was going to go buy a vape and I can wing myself off the nicotine. I'm able to still get that, that habit. The, the part that I enjoy the most is the, is the smoke actually going into my lungs. And the nicotine is kind of what makes me pissed off if I'm not getting it. You know, I start being a, a dick and I'm just irritable. Um, but having a vape kind of, it helps me wing that off so that I'm not snapping on everybody. So that I still kind of have that smoke feeling in my lungs. And I've been on it for a couple months and I've barely used it today. I, I probably used it more whenever I got home than I did the whole day combined. Which is good. That means I wasn't smoking most of the day. I'm a truck driver. I can like I'm allowed to smoke in my truck. I can smoke anytime that I want. Cigarettes, of course, is what I'm talking about. Uh, but I choose not to. Most of the time. Um anyway, what I'm saying is you you if you were if you were passionate about vapes, let's see, this is a Vupu brand, drag two. You could get on to search.twitter.com type in the thing that it is that you're passionate about and join the conversation with people so you hop on and you start talking to uh you know pamela smith said uh you know she's looking for she wants to start getting into vaping and she doesn't really know where to start she doesn't really know about them or maybe she's having issues with them and you know a lot about it and you can get on there and you can talk to her and help her out and then she follows you and then you Make a post on your Twitter about vapes, and she likes it, and she starts keeping up with it because she thinks it's cool also. Other people who are like-minded as you, uh, with you on it, they start keeping up with your content, uh, or just, just your Twitter feed. That's it. And then they find out that you have an Instagram also. They follow your Instagram. Now you're able to give visual representations of, you know, instead of the, I don't remember what the what the actual character count is. I think it's like 120 or it used to be 120 or something like that. 120 character count. Instead of only giving in these bite-sized pieces, you're able to give a little bit more and a visual representation of what you want. So if maybe you collect vapes, you can show your collection and maybe somebody else who also wants to do that, you can inspire them to do that. And inspiration is a good thing because if people are inspired by you, they will continue to follow your content. Next, your Facebook. Facebook's great because you can have a full business account on Facebook. And you can share that on anything. You can put as much information as you want. You've got pictures, videos. Everything can go on Facebook. You don't want to run your entire blog on it, but you want to funnel that back into your blog. Like I said, audio, video, or, or podcast. Um, I could funnel you to my Twitch stream. Or you, you could funnel somebody to your Twitch stream. You can get on Twitch. You can have a live feed. Feed. The only thing about that is it's it's rough. What I mean by that is it's live. So you whenever it goes off, whenever the camera goes off, editing it is it's not exactly what you want to do. I mean you can, but it's not you're you're not really gonna make it look as good as you could as 
if you actually sat down in a nice studio, nice lighting, maybe went outside and just grabbed your phone and turned it around. Like you, you can get a lot better quality out of just literally grabbing your cell phone, turning it around at your face and making a video. So you can even record a podcast on your video. Like getting into internet services or, or, or building any kind of business on the internet is so easy that we literally all carry around a device that brings us right to it in our in our pockets. Everybody does. Um, and we're all staring at our phone all the time anyway. Everybody thinks that you're just fucking off when you're staring at your phone. What if you're conducting business while you're looking at your phone? Like, I try to maximize every single extra moment that I had my boss today. Like, I was waiting for a, a truck to get unloaded. So, because something that I had to take out today was on that truck. So, while I'm waiting for that truck to get unloaded, I pulled up my phone. My boss thinks I'm just looking at my phone. Thinks I'm just scrolling through Instagram. I'm creating an advertisement for the for the stream that I was going to do tonight. Um, he walks up. He's like, what are you doing? Man, I'm doing business. Like, I'm trying trying to make this post. You know, I'm, I stream on the side. He knows I do. You know, I stream on the side. I'm, I'm working on something here. Well, what are you waiting on? Well, you know, I'm, I'm paying you. You know, I'm paying you while you're here. You're, you're mine while I'm paying you. Makes sense. I'm not mad about that. Uh, well, I'm waiting on something. You know, I explained it to him. He understands. Um, let's see. You can market on the websites also. You know, say you have a product or or a service that you're that you're providing. Um, you know, my roommate actually just started a, a, a auto detailing service. He just started marketing it on Instagram. The first week, he said he had like uh, three cars to detail. And then the second week, he had like six. And then the next week, he has like eight and then 12. You know, and he, he, hasn't, been, he hasn't been doing it long. He made a couple posts about it. He got some business cards. Like, he invested back into what he was trying to do. Put, put some money up front for it. And now he's doing well. He just, like, I think he said he just signed a contract with, with a actual dealership for ongoing work. He just started this like two weeks ago. Or two or three weeks ago, and he's already got a contract. With, he's already got a contract with, with a contractor or a a, a a dealership for ongoing work, and he sets his own price. He can pay whatever you know. He can get paid whatever he wants, as long as it's competitive and, the, and people will actually pay it. And as hard as he wants to work, he can do it. And that's what that's the way he started. He's offering a service, and he marketed it on on. Social media, social media advertising is like uh, back in the day, like 20 years ago, if you wanted an advertisement, you had to pay a massive amount of money to yellow pages or billboards or television programs to put your advertisements on those things. And then you also had to create, you had to pay somebody to create the advertisements because most likely it wasn't as easy as writing something out on Facebook and posting it or Instagram. All of my advertisements on Instagram, I literally go to Google, I find a picture matching something that I want to do, I slide up, I copy the picture, or I save the picture, go to Instagram, upload it, write something, I go to best best hashtags, which is a website, copy, paste, maybe tweak a couple things to make sure that they make pretty good sense, and post it. And if I feel like it was a pretty good post, I can hit promote. And which it's got a little button every time you post anything, you can hit promote. Hit promote, pay three dollars a day if I want to. I can pay ten dollars, whatever amount that I want, 
and it'll go in more people's faces than you know somebody scrolling through their feed it'll be on there they don't have to follow me they don't have to follow anything that I'm doing it'll be right in their face and if they're if it's something that they're interested in they click on it now you got to understand like if you put it in a thousand people's faces maybe only one person clicks on it and then maybe they don't even engage maybe they don't do anything so it could be a total waste of money but it's still way cheaper to do it that way and to get results than it was to uh, put your money on yellow pages and m- maybe never hear anything and, it's, and you get real-time feedback you know it, just an engagement just to know that somebody saw it you didn't get the engagement you didn't know that people saw your post or your your advertisement in yellow pages you don't know if somebody physically looked through it you know maybe somebody bought the yellow pages but you don't know if anybody actually looked at it you pay a television commercial you don't know if anybody watched it you didn't have any of those analytics, which, again, I don't think you should pay attention to your analytics ever. But, well, not ever. It's, you got to go with your gut. If there's something that you're passionate about, the Internet is a free market. So, with me, what I'm trying to do, I just want to be an entertainer. That's it. I mean, if you, like, uh, you know, right now I'm being very, very real which I try to be as much as possible, but sometimes I can just be funny. If you watch my last stream, I think that was the best stream I've ever done. My analytics, by the way, don't reflect that. Let that sink in. Like, like my analytics say that that was just an average stream. Nothing different from the others. To me, that was the best stream that I've ever done. Because all of my, my audio worked great. I mean, two nights ago, my audio worked, worked great also. But I was very low energy. I wasn't very interesting. I wasn't very funny. Uh, and then I watched that. I understood that. My analytics, by the way, were almost exactly the way that they were the next night. Um, but the next night, I rewatched it, and I was a lot happier with it. I was happy with the content that I created. Like That's really important. And if I think I'm making good content, other people will too. Maybe not everybody, but other people will. And maybe it takes a little while. Maybe I'll do it for a couple of years and then, you know, somebody comes along and they think, you know, they think that I'm a fucking diamond in the rough. And, you know, like, uh, Neebs Gaming. It's my favorite, it's my favorite YouTube channel. They've got a million subscribers on YouTube. That's a lot. But as good as I think that they are, it should be a lot more. Should be way more if you ask me, considering how good I think they are. Not everybody thinks the way that I do. I think that they're so good that they're part of the reason that I'm doing this. Um, I also want to talk about productivity. Why the fuck does everybody work 40 hours a week... And go home and do nothing. You watch TV. You play video games, not streaming it. You scroll through your phone and you're just being mindless. You're not really paying attention to anything. I'll turn off my audio. Hang on. Silent. You're not really paying attention to anything. You're just scrolling through mindlessly. You could be learning things. 
You could be streaming. You could be conducting a business. You'd be streaming. Like if you're playing video games, you could be streaming them. Like, there's so much. And it wouldn't bother me because if it makes you happy to work 40 hours a week and come home and do nothing, that's fine. But what really bothers me is the people that complain about the 40 hours a week that they work. They hate Monday through Friday. They can't wait to go home. They can't wait until the weekend. They live for Friday through Sunday, Friday night through Sunday morning. Like, 40 hours a week is such a significant part of your life. Like, that's so much time out of your life. You sleep for 80, like, 8 hours a night. You work for 8 hours a day. What is it, like a third of your life you sleep? Another third of your life you work? You're left with a third of your life to do things. Like, if, if you don't enjoy, like, so you're only actually enjoying a third of your life. You think a job is a way to save for retirement. And thank you so much for saying that. Jesus Christ. You know how many people... So if you started saving... I'm 25 years old, right? If you started saving at about 20, 25 years old, somewhere just in your fucking 20s, that's it. You save in your 20s, and then you you pay... You put 15% of your income into a Roth IRA. That's a mutual fund. Now, if you don't know what a mutual fund, it's like small, small stocks. And and they get invested. I'll go through a financial advisor to do it. Because, you know, they know what they're doing. They keep up with it. Money changes. Stocks change. You don't have time to keep up with it. They do. It's their job. Go through. And it's their job to make you make more money. It's their job for you to get richer. That's what you pay them for. Like, it's not... You're you're not you're not saving anything by not paying a financial advisor. So you go through a financial advisor and they set you up for fifteen percent of your income going into a Roth IRA. By the time you retire, which by the way you can retire at like forty to fifty with a million dollars in the bank and live if you just made one percent on interest on that, you would be living at ten thousand dollars a month. Ten thousand dollars a month. If you can't live on $10,000 a month, that's there's something wrong. That's $120,000 a year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. If you... And say you decide to, to work until you're 60. Like I was talking about before, like, you know, you live from... On my last stream at the beginning of it, uh, you... I'm 25 years old, so 25 years old is my only frame of reference. That's it. The only thing I know about before that is what other people told me or I read about in history books. Before the day I was born 25 years ago, I know nothing about it. Kurt Cobain died the day before I was born. The day before I was born, Kurt Cobain died. I wasn't there for it. I knew nothing about it. The only thing I know about Kurt Cobain is what I've heard about him. I had experienced none of it myself. I've experienced his music. I've seen documentaries about him. I've seen videos of him talking but he wasn't there when I was there. Just the recordings, the echoes of him on the internet. That's it. 
Um, so if I take that 25 years and I double it, I'm 50. 50 years old. And by that point, like if I assume that I live to be 100, which I do because longevity runs in my family, I'd rather work my ass off for the first 50 years and then coast the next 50 years or keep working and have the money to, to do whatever I want. You know, if I, I enjoy, I'm constantly coming up with, I came up with two business ideas today, two that I think were winners today. That's every day for me. I came up with one. Tell me what you think about it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You do whatever you want with it. Someone else does it first. Whatever. One million, it should be plenty to retire on if you're able to... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I could be wrong about this. I'm only 25 years old. Um, You should be accruing enough interest off of that. And if it's in a Roth IRA, that's a pre-tax retirement fund. So you're not paying taxes on it. So you get that money back. That's that's it should be accruing at least 1% in interest. But like I was saying, you know, you go home after 40 depends on your lifestyle I would say that's another thing um, you know I've 10k should 10k a month should be plenty should be absolutely plenty like <laughs> I make really good money now when you're 56 it should be it should definitely be plenty ten thousand dollars a month you can, if I was making $10,000 a month, I live right now comfortably off of like, what, like $2,2500 a month? Very comfortably. Like that's only, that's only like 20% of what we're talking about. Still, I could look when I was making nine dollars an hour. I I was working nine dollars. I was making nine dollars an hour, and it might depend on where you live. Also, I live in uh, Kentucky. I'm not gonna say where, uh, but the cost of living is fairly cheap out here. But I was making nine dollars an hour. I lived in a trailer that I did what I had to do. I lived in a trailer that we bought for fifteen hundred dollars. Um. And, and we had a kid. It wasn't my kid, but it was my fiance's son. His father wasn't in his life. I was the one who was who's taking care of both of them. She didn't work, which is a good reason why we're not together anymore. Um, yeah, living in a fifteen hundred dollar trailer, like we didn't have electricity for six months. Sorry, we had electricity. We didn't have like cable or internet. It, I read books. I actually I had Lost. I had a DVD series of Lost. So when I wasn't reading books, I was watching that. I read books for a few months before I realized that we had that. 
because we also didn't have the money to buy any movies or anything. So that was about all we had until I turned 21 and I was able to start truck driving. Um, where then I got a decent pay raise, and then I got another, and then I got another, and now I, you know, I, I, I mean, my salary right now is higher than the average American household income. The average American household income is like, or I'm I'm at the average household income, but I'm doing that by myself. Like everybody, almost everybody lives off of 50 grand a year. 10K is enough. And also, that's only at like 40. Like, like if you started saving it and... Uh, Okay, so I heard this story where somebody said, not, and I hear, I've heard lots of stories about this because of the type of content I like to consume. Um, people making $300,000 a year and they're a million dollars in debt. You make $300,000 a year and you're a million dollars in debt. One problem you have right now that $5,000 cash will solve. I don't have any problems. That I've I'm debt free. I paid off everything. The only thing $5,000 would do for me right now is so I have a goal of 10 grand to put back because I wasn't saving the way I should have before. Um, I just reached four today put back. Um, also, I was paying off my debt and stuff like that. That $5,000 would go directly into my emergency fund. And that's all that is. That 10 grand, it's just an emergency fund. Just for me to put away and hope that I never have to touch it. It's a rainy day fund. Knowing that it will rain, and then I need to pay, prepare for it. One thing I'm really proud of, last 12 months. Let's see. Well, I started streaming. Uh, I started my podcast, so I, I came up with a, uh, a game plan for this. I'm bringing friends together, and we're working on something together. Um, it's something that I'm having a lot of fun with. Uh, but one thing that I'm extremely proud of is I totaled my car on a Friday. I had a deer. Totaled my car. On Monday, I needed to get to work. And I knew I did. Saturday, I went and I looked at a car. I, I remained debt-free. I don't even have a credit card. I don't want one. I stay at zero, zero credit, zero debt. I have a, I needed to get a new car. I went and looked at a car that was a 2012 Toyota Camry for $10,000. It would have been really nice. I decided I didn't want it. I can find something cheaper. All that I had at this time, and this was the second week in April. Uh, this is what really got me on my grind for, for saving. It was the second week in April. 
and I decided I was going to put money back. Or not not put money back, sorry. Uh, I decided I was going to find another car. I only had one paycheck. So I went out and I bought a car for $800. The car that I got is better than the car that I totaled. That I paid on for four years. Everything works. The AC works. The heat works great. It starts every morning. It's never not started. It's got four-wheel drive. Bluetooth speakers. Like, everything. It's nice. It's a really nice car. It's a 2000 Ford Explorer. That I bought for $800. And then I had a co-worker who I was giving rides home. But he started the job with no car. Months in, he still didn't have a car. Months in, I was, he needed 20 bucks one day. I had the money to give it to him. Comfortably. I also told him, whenever I gave it to him, this $20 is your $20. He came and asked me for it. But I said, this $20 is your $20. You pay it back if you want to, that's on you. I don't care. You know, balls in your court. If you want to pay it back, you pay it back. It means nothing to me. I don't give away money unless I'm comfortable not getting it back. What's something that that you're proud of for the last 12 months? Also, the fact that I started really getting on my ground for saving. Got my shit in gear. Started understanding what I needed to do. Started, and all I've done for the past few months is learn about finances and something that I'm passionate about. And of course, you know, here I am talking about it again. I've got a whole podcast episode about it. What would I like to be doing when death finds you? I know what I'm about to say isn't exactly going to answer your question, but I'm going to get into that. Uh, on the last episode of my podcast, which, like like I said, it hasn't been released yet, uh, so you haven't heard it yet, I asked my, my friend Chris, who was on it, I said, do you ever think about your funeral? He's like, man, I don't want to talk about that. Like, that's sad. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, no, like, you got to understand where I'm coming from with it. I think legacy is important. If you make decisions... Not based on what benefits you the most, but thinking about how many people are going to be at your funeral, you're going to make better decisions. Stop thinking about what's going to help you and think about what's going to help other people. Go with your gut. Go with go with what makes the biggest impact on somebody else. Provide value to other people. Uh, but what would I like to be doing when death finds me? Uh, I want to experience it. I I don't want to be I don't want to be sedated. I don't want to be asleep. Then say you die twice, one when you pass and then the last person on on earth says your name. What, what do you mean by that? 
They say, oh, they say you die twice. Once when you pass, and then when the last person on Earth says your name. That's a good point. Yeah, like I said, legacy is important. You know, Robin Williams said that uh, the great poem goes on, and everybody may contribute a verse. Or that, that you may contribute a verse. I want to contribute a verse. I want to be somebody that people make statues about. Um, I don't want people to stop saying my name. Actually, one thing that bothers me is that through this whole entertainment thing that I'm doing, I'm going by the name Skivvy. Like, my real-life name, which I'm not going to say, um, but my real-life name is really cool. It's a really nice name. It sounds like like the name of a cowboy. It's awesome. I'm re- I'm really proud of my name. I really like it, but I'm choosing to go by the name Skivvy. I really want to want to reveal it one day, but I'm probably going to make a big thing out of it. Uh But yeah, what I was saying about experiencing it. I don't I don't want to be sedated. Like that's that's one of the biggest moments of your life. If not the biggest moment of your life. The moment it ends? I don't like I don't want it to happen unexpectedly like a like a shot from the back of the head and I never saw it coming. I don't want to be sed- like I've said like 5 times now I don't want to be sedated. I don't want to be asleep. I want to experience every single part of it. I want to know that it's happening. And I want, while it's happening, you know on Click, you ever seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler? Where he's lived his entire life focused on work. That was it. And then he learned family first. And then his son, he sees his son is uh, is kind of traveling down the same path where he's making work a priority instead of you know, oh, well, you know, I can work more. My wife understands. So then he runs after him, and, you know, it's raining, and he's like, bad, bad. He's got this old voice, old man voice. Bad. Uh, and then he collapses. And his whole family comes and gathers around him, and he tells them, like, he flicks off the one guy, Sam Samwise Gamgee, I don't know what his actual name was. Uh, he tells... Uh, the one chick who was his wife, like forever and ever, babe, or will you still love me in the morning, or whatever, it was really sweet. And then he told his son, family first. Like he said what he needed to say to everybody to make the biggest impact on their lives that he could in that last moment. And then he died. I mean, of course, in the movie, he didn't really, but like, that would be a good way to go. And he experienced it. Let's see. On to the next uh, podcast topic. Let's see. Biggest fear. I love that you're asking me questions. By the way, um, if you haven't already, I would uh, really appreciate anybody who's watching for a follow. It helps me uh, get more attention, more eyes on what I'm trying to do. And Mojo Pokey Blue, thank you so much. I'm going to get shout out. Shout out to Moji Pokey Blue. Biggest fear. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. 
Okay, so get get this, right? And I'm going to try to answer this question a little bit better, like I did the last one. Uh, the other day, I haven't asked a girl for her number in a long time. I mean, I've asked them online, but I don't get nervous about that. Uh, you know, I'm on Tinder, Facebook, you know, like I was just talking about all these social uh, social media platforms I'm on. Uh, it's easy for me to ask a girl out on any of those. They're not really there. I mean, they are really, but not physically. So, I saw a girl. I was making a delivery at the mall. And I saw this girl, and I struck up a conversation with her, found out she was in college. So, I was like, okay, she's probably about my age, at least out of high school. So, I don't have to worry about that. Um, so, I talked myself out of asking her for a number. I got back in my truck, and then I talked myself back into it, and then I went back, I started going into the mall to go ask her, I got nervous again, I told myself abort mission, and I went back to the truck, I got in there, and I sat in there until I talked myself back into it, and then finally, I wheeled myself out of the truck, I walked back into the store, I walked in, and uh, the manager saw me. She said, I'm sorry. Did, was there something else that you needed? I was like, uh, yeah, actually, I'm here to ask her for her number. Which she's in the back. She's not even like on the, the sales floor. So she's like, oh, go ahead. That's fine. Go ahead. So I go back there and she's and I say, hey, you know, before I left, I just wanted to ask you for your number. She said, oh, uh, I uh, have a boyfriend. I suspect that she's lying about that. And that was just her way of letting me down easy. But maybe she did have a boyfriend. I don't know. But the suspicion is that she didn't actually have a boyfriend. The adrenaline that I felt from this situation, the fear, like the, the feeling of overcoming that irrational fear that I was having to ask a girl for a number, and knowing that the result of me not asking her means that it's definitely a no. The result of me asking is 50%. She may or she may not. So it puts it into thirds, right? Uh, so I have a third of a chance of getting her number. And overcoming that, it, it made me happy. It made me excited. Like, I called a couple friends and I was like, Hey, like, if I could, if I could take the feeling that I have right now, Hold on. If I could take the feeling that I have right now and bottle it up and take it as a drug before any any podcast or any Twitch stream or any interview for a job or anything like that, any business deal, I would take it every single time. I was like, I feel amazing right now. I said, you know what? I'm going to start asking girls for their number every single day, and I hope I get rejected. I hope I get rejected so that that way I can just keep asking. I can just keep asking, getting more numbers, and not feel bad about it at all. Uh, but how would I feel if a girl asked me for my number? I would feel great about that. It would be so much easier. I, I wish it was more of a two-way street. Um, That's kind of... I think that that's kind of a situation that that puts single men in is women, social media kind of puts women in a position where they have all the power. Um, which is fine, but it's like, you know, before you had 
10 or 12 dudes, maybe maybe 20, who were possible suitors that lived in, lived near you. And, you know, you weren't even attracted to, like, 10 of them. And two of them dated your best friend. And another two of them were, um, you know, maybe you just didn't have core values that, that were the same or something stupid, something stupid like that. Uh, and then, so really you've got like three or four to choose from and you dated three of them and the fourth one is the one you ended up marrying and you grew to love each other because you were your, the only options that you had. Now everybody has all the options in the world and it's, uh, well, girls have all the options in the world. You can, if you're a girl on social media, your inbox is full. Like I get on all the time on Facebook and I see girls that I think personally are unattractive. And they say they'll they'll make a post and maybe they're lying about this. I don't I don't know. I've never experienced being a girl on Facebook. Um, but they'll say, you know, I, I can't especially if they have their relationship status as single, they'll say, I, I can't possibly reply to everybody who messages me. Stop getting mad at me for not for leaving you on red or not not replying to you. And I'm like, lady, you have no idea what it's like to be a man today. It's like, like I, if I didn't go out of my way to talk to a girl, I wouldn't talk to girls. That's when I, and I'm not saying because I can't, I'm saying just because it wouldn't happen. They wouldn't come to me. And I'm sure you can tell, like not being cocky about it. I'm not ugly. I don't think I'm the best looking guy in the world. I'm never the best looking guy in the room. I'm never the smartest guy in the room, but I'm typically you know, I'm not the ugliest. Um, but it, it, they don't come to me. Which would make it way easier. And the biggest fear, you asked me what my biggest fear was. I'd say dying without without accomplishing anything. Without leaving dying without legacy. It's my biggest fear. I'm living my life currently with the understanding that people say seize the day, carpe diem. Live every day to its fullest because it might be your last. So that's with the assumption that today is the last day that you'll ever live. I disagree with that because if you died today, why would you go? Why would you come into? If you were going to die tomorrow, why would you come into work today? Assume it's 10 p.m. at night, other than family. How many people can you call and say, I love you? A lot. A lot. I've got the best friends in the world. I only keep good people. I've got both of my roommates. They're like family to me. Uh, My roommate, the reason that I actually live with him, his brother is my best friend in the world. He's... 
I'm closer to him than I am anybody else in the world. Smartest person I know. He's kind of like the Wilson to my Tim Allen. On a, or Tim Taylor from, from Home Improvement. It's kind of the way I see him, right? He's the he's the guy I go to with everything. And he, he entertains any idea. And he helps me figure out how to how to go through it. Uh, next, let's see. So then there's... I'll just count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. Eight, nine, ten. What about like step family? I guess it's not as many as I thought. Well, no, I've got other friends that like I do I do care about a lot, but I don't see them on a regular basis. Like old coworkers that I became friends with that I really cared for and we hung out quite a bit while we worked together, but then when we stopped, we stopped really hanging out as much. And we still keep in touch, just and I still love them. Uh but it's not and I'm sure it's reciprocated also, but it's not the same you know, I speak to this person every day, kind of love. You know, I talk to I talk to several people on a daily basis, and it's about those ten people that I talk to every day. Three words. Let's see. Okay, uh, one thing that I had to come to an understanding for, because I used to have a big problem with it, um, and, it, and it just helped me like work through things and move forward in a logical way instead of coming at anybody with any kind of emotion towards it or anything. I mean, I, I love my parents, of course, but um, there are certain things that I had to understand about them to, to be able to accept them for how they are. Especially whenever I got older. You know, when you're a teenager and you're going through the hormones or whatever. Um, there's a lot of animosity that I had. Just stupid stuff. And my mom can be a bitch. Uh, I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> uh, she she can just get her a little bit irrational at times. Uh, and my dad is an idiot. He's just not the smartest guy. Uh, he makes a lot of bad decisions that I don't agree with. Um, but my mom is... Uh, um, let's see, I don't, I don't know like a one word to explain it, but basically like if I was in a boxing ring and... I were to get knocked out and fall backwards. My mom's the person who would catch me under my arms. You know what I mean? She's the one who makes sure that whenever I hit zero, I'm not on the street. She gives me, like, I try to not take advantage of that at all. I try to make sure that I don't have to come back. But if I do come back, she, if I do need it, she's there. 
She'll put herself out for that. Um, and my dad is very passionate. Very, very passionate. So I'd say crazy passionate and um, safety net. Or safe. Crazy passionate and safe. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Sorry about sorry about the long responses. I'm verbally I'm verbally processing everything whenever you, whenever a question is asked. I'm gonna move on to another topic while we're uh oh awesome man you are the best with these like it's right on time almost. There's no one on this planet who loves you more than your parents. That's true. You know. Like I said, it, uh, I came to an understanding that that uh, so I, I didn't talk to my dad for three years because he was he's so passionate and so full of love, but he like I said before, he's an idiot and he makes bad decisions. So the two didn't mix, and he I saw everything he was doing, and I'm like, I want nothing to do with this. I don't I want nothing to do with you. Like you're you're in a dark spot right now, and I understand that. But I'm 17, 16 years old. I'm not equipped to handle this. I'm out. And I didn't talk to him for three years. And then I told my brother, who was in contact with him, like if he apologized, everything would be set, would be fine. And so he did, and everything was fine after that. And. One thing that I understood about that, about him, but you got to understand, like, looking at the two of them, I almost look at him like he's the bad guy. Uh, and it's not that he is, it's just that you know who's catching you under your arms when you get, when you get knocked out. You know what I mean? Any, any, any child's going to know that. Uh... You know, maybe they're not a child, but you know, they everybody has parents. My mom's the one who would catch me under my arms. My dad wouldn't. My dad would be trying to get into the ring to punch that dude. He's got my back. He's he's not equipped to catch me. And he's five foot three. <laughs> he's five foot three, and he he doesn't care who it is. He's gonna he's gonna get up and he's gonna get in your fucking face. passionate, full love, and stupid. Superpower. Great choice of words. Um, one. Okay. The biggest one is I can outwork anybody. I have a hyper understanding that I am young I'm healthy, and I'm athletic. I'm not athletic in like the, you know, football, like athlete, whatever. It's like I'm in good shape. I can lift pretty heavy things. I'm I'm not like huge, as you can tell, but like I can, I can lift things, and I'm young. So with that hyper understanding, 
and then me being able to summon the energy. I stay I stay productive until 10 o'clock at least every night. Most of the time it goes over. Like right now it's 11 o'clock and I'm still streaming. Um, there's a couple things that I consider being uh, productive also. So so that's we'll just go with, with that. Productivity is my superpower. Uh, number two, I can go to sleep as soon as I want to. The reason I got that superpower is because I learned, or I went a full year where I only got like three to four hours of sleep a night because I was working way too much. Uh, so then after that full year of three to four hours of sleep a night, I got the superpower where I can just go to sleep as soon as I want to. As soon as I decide to, to close my eyes and go to sleep. And I can stay awake if I want to also. But as soon as I decide I want to go to sleep, I'll just do it. I got a little bit of a routine for it, but it, I make it happen as soon as I'm ready. I can look at the clock and say, I can look at it right now and say, midnight, I want to be asleep. I'll be asleep at midnight. That's, it's 11 where I'm at. Um, another third superpower that I have, which is a silly one, but it's just the truth. I can look at any, <laughs> I can look at any girl's tits and tell you exactly what her bra size is. Exactly. I don't know why I can. I just can. I never worked at Victoria's Secret or anything like that. I just, I can just do it. I think I'm just pretty good at guessing dimensions. I, I worked at, in the lumber department at Lowe's for a long time, also. So I, I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of where I got that. Um. And kryptonite. The thing that makes me weak. Hmm. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. I started smoking when I was 11 years old. I tried to quit. I'm still trying to quit. That's why I have a vape. That's uh, why I'm trying to get off of it. But let's see. I smoked a cigarette. What day was that? Yesterday or the day before I smoked one cigarette. There was a group of people standing around that I work with and you know, one guy pulled out a pack and handed it to a few people and I'm you know, asked me if I wanted one. Yeah, I do. I do want one. I took one and I smoked one. I didn't make a habit out of it because I didn't smoke today, but I still, it's, it's the weak, it's, it's just something that I enjoy, that I've always enjoyed, that I know is bad for me, so I'm trying to stop it. other topic I've got going to college is a waste of time unless you're going for a life sustaining field what I mean by that that water's not it's still moving 
let me get a beer before the before I go into this. Hang on, I'll be right back. It's a travesty. We're out of beer. We're out of beer. My vape is dead. I have no vices. I have no vice right now. It's it's vice less city right right now. Anyway, college. College is a waste of time unless you're going for a life-sustaining field. I think that college is just about a, a waste of time for almost anybody. I think maybe 10% of the population should be ever should be going, not the population, but the graduating population should be going to college at one time anyway, ever. Uh, I know more than that's going to go, but the reason I think that is because the rest of everybody should be going into entrepreneurship, which should probably be about 1% or 2% of people. Uh, and then the rest should be going into the service industry. The people that go for these life-sustaining fields should only be going to college if they're able to go for free. Their parents pay for it, um, which is easy to do. I'm like, I never thought I'd be able to pay for my kid's college. I'm going to be able to pay for my kid's college. It's all in the plan. Um, and Or, you know, scholarships. There's different ways to go to go for free. Um, and then whenever you do go, going for feminist dance or gender theory, those are stupid fucking degrees. Don't go to college for psychology. Don't go to college for a criminal justice degree. You're wasting your money. You're going to go $100,000 in debt for a job if you can get a job with your degree, uh, most of the time, if you can, you're only getting paid like $15 an hour. You just went $100,000 in debt for a job that pays $15 an hour when McDonald's is paying that right now. You could have literally flipped burgers for the amount of money that you're making. Oh, well, I want to enjoy what I'm doing. Nobody enjoys what they're doing. Like, you can make the most out of it. You can have fun with, like, you can try to have fun with it, but you don't go to, you don't wake up for work every day because it's fun. You go to work because you need money. So it doesn't matter how much money you're getting, or it doesn't, sorry, that matters. It doesn't matter how much you enjoy what you're doing. What matters is how much money you can make doing it. Because you can, if you have the money, you can do something important with that money. Yeah, exactly. It's a four year party. Like, you went to, so here in Kentucky, Bellarmine University is a big college. Uh, everybody says it's such a such a great school to go to. It doesn't bring you any merit. Somebody who goes to a community college and somebody goes to, to Bellarmine, they, you have the same degree. 
you can both get the same job. Doesn't matter. He has a bachelor's. He has a master's. Doesn't matter. Um, and he, the only reason you chose the college that you went to was because they had a Starbucks on campus. So where you, you could have went sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars in debt, you decided to go a hundred thousand dollars in debt because they had a Starbucks on campus. So this one seemed better. And then you could have lived at home and drove to school or gotten an apartment, but you decided to go through student housing because you're an idiot. And people said, I, I love, I love the, uh, well, what about, uh, what about the experience? You, you need to pay a hundred thousand dollars for, for the experience. Take that hundred thousand dollars and go travel the country. Travel the world. You can do a lot with a hundred thousand dollars, especially at you know twenty-one years old. Idiot! It's it's just dumb. It gets you it gets you almost nothing. Like of course, and the reason I don't say that it's completely stupid is because we need doctors, we need teachers, we need surgeons, we need engineers. Like of course, you need to go to school for these things. But you don't need to go to school to be a serviceman. And you don't need to go to school for a uh, to be an entrepreneur. I'm a high school dropout. With no GED. Because I knew I could go into the service industry. I mean, I, I was lazy then. I, of course, I didn't plan to go to school, but I was a DNF student literally the entire time. I was so far behind, I would have been in school for another three years. And when I dropped out, I was like 19. I, I, I didn't, I just didn't want to be in school. Well, no, I was 18. Yeah, I was 18. I just didn't want to be in school for another, you know, another three years. I could have done it, I guess, but that it's just not worth it. Just not worth it. I've never needed it. I've never needed a GED or a high school diploma. I've worked jobs where you were supposed to have it. I make more than anybody I know at my age. Just driving a truck. And I love my job. I actually enjoy my job. Now, of course, you know, it sucks a lot and I want to go home a lot. But I make the most out of it. I enjoy what I what I do. Like most of the time I'm listening to a podcast or talking to somebody on the phone or uh you know reading a book on audible I enjoy all those things. Today I was working sitting in traffic completely relaxed. I'm not really working. I'm I'm doing this, got my hands up on the wheel. Just I think probably one hand, you know, just chilling. Listening to a podcast. Content. Perfectly fine with where I'm at. I know I got a I got a stream tonight, but I'm, right now I'm okay. I'm sitting in traffic. It's fine. So you can make the most out of it. Or you can complain about it. I'd rather make the most out of it. Um. Let's see. 
um, everybody needs to get into e-commerce. Subsisto, hi. Welcome to Skivvy versus Everything. Uh, going in raw. You know, uh, that's a that's a play on. So, basically, I, I do Monday nights going in raw. And that's a playoff of, uh, you know, wrestling Monday Night Raw. I don't. I actually don't remember if it was Monday night or not. I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't watched wrestling since since Rakishi started the Stinky Face. You remember that? If anybody watched it, The Rock was still wrestling whenever I watched it. It's a long time ago. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay. So, let's talk about e-commerce for a minute, right? Uh, Everybody has a gym membership that they're paying... Not everybody. I mean, some people don't have it. Say it, say it, say it if you do. I know I do, which I need to get rid of. How many subscriptions do you have to things that you're not currently using? Uh, I have a gym membership that's about $40 a month, 30 to $40 a month at Planet Fitness that I haven't gone to in months. You can get on Amazon, FBA, that stands for Fulfilled by Amazon, pay $40 a month, so you, you cancel these subscriptions that you're not using, that you've been spending money on anyway, and you go on your phone, Amazon, FBA, here, I'll even pull it up right now. Let's see, where's it at? iPhone, the iPhone's been doing a uh, this thing where if you haven't been on an app in a minute, it it deletes it. Anyway, I'm having trouble finding the Amazon app right now. Anyway, so you go on the Amazon app. You go to the Amazon FBA affiliate thing. You create a you create your business within Amazon. Amazon has an has a the app as to it. You don't even have to download anything separately. It's in the Amazon app. It has a scanner that doesn't even have to scan barcodes. I can hold up this water bottle. Not a, King Caboose. Thanks for following. I know him personally. He's my friend. So you can hold up this water bottle, not on the side with the barcode. Hold up your phone. Subsisto, thank you for following. You guys are great. That actually, like, I just got three followers tonight, and I didn't expect this at all. Thank you guys so much. Oh, shit. That, I think that just put me at, what, like halfway to affiliate? That's awesome. That's incredible. Anyway, I'm going to get back to this. Uh, so you can take the your phone and scan the item, and it'll scan it'll scan the item completely. I I can't do that until I become affiliated. I'm not affiliated yet. Once I uh once I am it will be there. <laughs> uh, uh but uh, just Twitch doesn't let you do it until you're affiliated. Uh so anyway, I can I can scan the item with with the Amazon app. It'll tell you exactly what it's scanning what it's selling for on Amazon. Like it just it can identify it just by the image. It'll tell you exactly what it's selling for on Amazon. So if you go to a store like Kmart closing down or Blockbuster when it was closing down, Toys R Us when it was closing down, like all of these different retail stores, like they're marking their products down because they're going out of business. 
Like everything's moving online. And these businesses that are still trying to keep the retail space, they're losing. So if you, you know, people still go into stores. I mean, I went into a store this week. Like, you know, say if you have everybody, everybody I'm sure has gone to a store within the past couple weeks for something. Um, but so many items aren't necessary. So and it's easy for you to just, it's easier to get it offline. You've got subscription services like $5 Shave Club or something where like you don't need to go to the store for razors anymore. You you get it in the mail. You get you can get your shampoo and your conditioner and everything with five dollar shave club for you know a competitive price for what you would get it in the retail store, and you don't even have to physically go there anymore. It just comes to your door, and you're healthier because of it because you're not reusing the same rusty razor or you you know using the same toothbrush for you know six months. You're changing it more regularly like you should be. Um. Anyway, so you scan the item. It tells, you know, it's selling for $30 on Amazon, and it's $10 right in front of you. If you buy it, and then you mark it, put it, you know, put it on Amazon, you just made a $20 profit when someone buys it. Now, you got to make sure you buy products that are in demand in some way, but most of the time they are. There's different websites that you can go to that'll tell you, like, okay, what products right now should you be buying, because what's selling um, there's there's one website where you're able to buy things in bulk also. So you can literally run an entire store on Amazon for $40 a month outside of the cost of product. <clears throat> the cost of entry for getting into e-commerce or getting into business in general right now is lower than it ever has been or, or it ever will be. Because these businesses... Like, once these retail businesses go out of business and everything is officially, like, as much as physically possible is on the internet, like, suddenly every, the prices of everything is going to go up. Amazon FBA is not going to be as cheap as it was or as it is now. It's going to be harder. Uh, getting on, uh, Getting on Facebook, like, the price of advertising on Facebook and, and Instagram right now is way cheaper now than it ever will be because they don't understand their uh, they don't understand what they're worth just yet. Like I was saying earlier, if you got on yellow pages back in like 20, 30 years ago, you didn't have any any analytics to tell you what you you know how much you were actually reaching to. How many people you're actually reaching to? And you paid a lot more money to do it than you do with a Facebook post because it's free. If I've got 500 friends on Facebook and I make a post, I just reach 500 people for free. If I've got 1,000 friends on Facebook and I make a post, I just reached 1,000 people for free. You can pay a little bit of money. There's a promote button you can hit. I can I can show you that real quick. Let's see. Instagram, let's pull that up. Instagram and Facebook, the promotion thing works the same, by the way. So, Void Bastards. That's a game I was going to play today. I don't know how well it's working. You see that little blue square right there? Let's see if I can point to it. Right here. That says promote if you can't read it. So I hit that button. Uh, 
say I have it set on there also how much money I'm comfortable paying for how long. I can say I want to pay three day three dollars for every day for a month. And it'll take it out whenever the promotion's over and it'll hit a million people. Hashtags, you can also use hashtags on Instagram. Like you know, every almost every hashtag that I use on all of my posts reaches like a million people at a time. Now you can see how many followers I have. Like it doesn't work like a hundred percent every single time, but that's, people still see it. It's in these people' face, these people's face. And when you put your shit in yellow pages thirty years ago, there was no guarantee people were going to do anything about that either. I'm not trying to to give you anything that is directly providing you value. I'm asking you to come check out my content so that I can, so that you can be entertained or informed. Right now I'm informing. Um, let's see. Services. Uh, I'm 25. Um, go offer us. So this next thing I have written down is go offer a service. If you can't paint, film film yourself doing it. Or sorry, if you can paint, film yourself doing it. Uh, open up a store on Etsy. If you can play guitar, go play guitar on a busy street corner and play for tips or film yourself doing it and put it on the internet. The reason I say film yourself doing it is because a lots of people can play uh, guitar. Not everybody was Jimi Hendrix. Lots of people can play piano. Not everybody was Elton John. These people stepped out of their comfort zone, put themselves in front of other people, and became Elton John. Like, of course, they are, you know, he already was Elton John, but like, he became that guy. Uh, he became the, the legend. He became his legacy, was what was left behind because he put himself out of, his, out of his comfort zone and let everybody see him play piano. If I know how to play piano, and I go stand on a street or guitar because it's easier to load around. And I go play guitar in a street corner. I put out a, a case where people can put money in it. That's called busking. It's an, it's an important side hustle you can do if you know how to, to do it. Uh, I make money doing that. I have my buddy come, or maybe I fix up a tripod and I film myself doing it. And then I take that video and I put it on YouTube. Now I also monetize myself on YouTube. And then I take that YouTube video and I start advertising that on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's that simple. Start making money. All on the side. If you can paint, you can film yourself on Twitch. You can have one phone. You can have your phone set up actually filming you. You can be putting the video up on Twitch so people are giving you donations while you're on Twitch once you become affiliated. Uh, and then you take the video, you put it on YouTube. So now you're getting ad revenue from YouTube. You start a Patreon, and then people like they like your stuff, so they start putting money into your Patreon. And then you uh, you sell the painting. Or, I mean, shit, paintings can go expensive. You could probably sell a, 
a painting of people are into it, a thousand dollars. If people will buy it, look. Uh, let me show you a painting I bought. I bought this painting for fifty dollars. It's a KK slider from Animal Crossing, which is a game that I grew up playing and I loved it. So, uh, this girl, she films herself on Twitch. She doesn't have a YouTube channel, but she films herself on Twitch, so she gets money that way. Uh, she sells the painting. Like, immediately after she did the stream, I saw it. I didn't even watch the stream. I just saw it, and I said, I will buy that right now. I love it. How much is it? She said, $50 and it's yours. Done. I paid her over Facebook. I hadn't even seen her yet. I said, I don't care. Here's the money. Take, take my money. I want it. Um, and, and you know, she made fifty dollars off of that. She probably made more than that if she got anything through Twitch. Also, she got the attention. The attention is super important right now. The more eyes you have on you, if I had, if I had a, a hundred people watching me right now, and I was affiliated on Twitch. You better believe I would have a t-shirt option right there. Where you can buy a t-shirt from me. Like, and that's promotion right there. Let's see, I'm going to keep going. Until about 11.30. Because it says I got one viewer. But I'm a little bit unsure that I, who's still on. And I actually planned on getting off at 11. But I got off. On, I got on a roll. Me and uh, Mojo Pokey Blue. We started really getting, getting into that conversation. You're here? Awesome. Um, oh, thank you. I'm recording a podcast about all of this tomorrow. So I'm kind of. Oh, okay. Awesome. I appreciate it. Um, let's see, um, Wagman Home Slides was popping, Kieran 98, what's up, how you doing, welcome to Skibby versus Everything, let's see, um, Debt. That is a big one. That is a huge one to me. I and people think I live like my grandma. My grandma thinks I live a horribly radical lifestyle because I choose to live without debt. I don't have a credit card. I have zero credit. I don't want credit. How would I buy a house? You might ask. There is a program called manual underwriting that you can go through. And if you can't find a, a place that'll do it, there's a company called Churchill Mortgage that does manual underwriting. This is people who go in and directly, they manually do the underwriting process for buying a house. So what they're going to look at is how much money you have saved, how much you're asking for, 
how much so you will go into debt doing this you know so i am more partial to the 100 percent down option but it's not exactly feasible for everybody but you can do it it's just it's going to take a lot longer and you're kind of going to spend more money on rent to have somewhere to lay your head than you would on an interest rate in the long run so it kind of evens out um and you're still kind of safe in that situation. You're not really hurting yourself. Um, basically, so it's called a manual underwrite. So they go in and they manually check to see, you know, how much money you make, how much you're asking for, how much are your bills. Like they look at everything. How much comes out of your bank account from month to month on average? Uh, are, what is your ability to be able to pay back this loan? If you live well below your means for a good while, which I do. They will be able to. They'll be able to look in and say, "Okay, this guy has, you know, he's putting twenty percent down on this on this house that pays. That's, I mean, whatever it's worth. I mean, if if it's a hundred thousand dollars and I put down twenty thousand dollars, also I would keep ten thousand dollars. So I would I, to feel comfortable doing twenty percent down is the recommended amount. So for me to feel comfortable putting down a down payment on a house, I would need at least thirty thousand if I'm buying a hundred thousand dollar house." So, so that way I have my rainy day fund because it will rain. Uh, so if you have debt, you have to pay it off. Uh, my friend Benny and I got into a huge argument that lasted three days about whether or not he owns his car because it's financed. I'm in the position that he does not own his car. If you... If you don't pay that payment, that car can be taken away from you. Yeah, we argued about it for three days. We're both truck drivers. Like, we're on the phone talking to each other all day, just screaming at each other. Like, well, I'm, I'm kind of laughing about it, really. But he's he's mad. He's like, I own my car, Dallas. Skivvy. Sorry. I own my car. I own my car. Stop telling me I don't own it. You don't. Sorry. That's just, like if you don't make the payment, they will they will and they can take it away from you. He said, "Well, I own my car up until the moment that I'm not able to make the payment. When that day comes, if that day comes, which it won't, he said, when that day comes, I I no longer own my car, but while I'm able to make the payment, I do own my car. I can do whatever I want with it." I rent a room right now. I can the which some of you might be hearing and saying, oh, he's talking all this about money. Why is he renting? I'm 25 years old. I don't have enough money put back to buy a house yet. I'm getting there. My rent's cheap. Um. Anyway, if I, I can do whatever I want with my room. We have that agreement. Like, I, I can do anything I want. Like, this isn't even my bedroom. This is a, a spare bedroom. I, I can do anything that I want in this house. The the moment that I'm not able to make pay my rent, I get I'll get kicked out. Like that doesn't make this my house, right? If I own a farm, and somebody says, "Hey, can I plant some corn in your field?" And I say, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and but you know, if you do that, you have to water my corn. And then they do it, 
and they're not, but they stop watering my corn, I'm going to tell them, hey, we had an agreement. Get off my fucking land. Quit going. You can't grow your corn here anymore. That means that was never their land to grow on. They might have told everybody it was. They might have been proud of their corn. It was on my land. It was my corn. Um, let's see. But you have to pay your debt off. Like I said about... It's about your net worth. On the stock market, I love the stock market. I'm big on mutual funds. I plan to build most of my wealth through a Roth IRA. That's a Roth IRA is my guarantee to retire rich or wealthy, which it will be rich because it'll be you know several million. If I make twenty dollars an hour, starting in my oh you're in the UK. Awesome. I'm I'm a little bit unsure about how they not even a little bit unsure. I actually don't know anything about like uh I heard one thing about somebody in Canada uh not having you know she was trying to do is the like the closest thing she could to a Roth IRA in Canada, but it wasn't near as good as what we had here. I don't know what it was exactly. Um uh, but is it is it a mutual fund? Is it is it pre-tax? While you answer, I'm I'm gonna go on to uh, talking about debt. So basically, it's about it's about net worth. So, if you if you have a hundred dollars in the bank, and you or say you have a million dollars in the bank, and you are two million dollars in debt, you are negative one million net worth. You have a million dollars in the bank. $2 million in debt, you are $1 million negative. Until you, until you are debt-free, your net, your net worth is negative. You are broke by definition. It, it doesn't matter... Anytime that you have more money in debt than you have in the bank, you are broke. And I don't listen to broke people. Post-tax. I'm not quite sure how that works. I I I know it's more ben. Okay, let's see. Let me figure this out. So I know it's more beneficial to have it pre-tax. The reason is is because 
paying taxes on $100 is a lot cheaper than it is on $1,000. So whenever you get that free money that rolls into it, you don't want to be paying taxes on that. You're going to be paying taxes on the you know, the money you actually put in, not on everything you got out. So whenever you can live off of 1% of a million and you've got 10,000 coming at you every month, it's 10,000 even. There's no taxes on it. That was loud, wasn't it? Um... Oh, here's a, here's a good one. I like this one. If you had to work for two hours to buy a $20 pizza, why the fuck are you buying a pizza? Or are, are you buying that pizza? Um, I wrote, you should do things for yourself, but you just ate McDonald's for lunch. Now you're buying a pizza and posting on Facebook about how depressed you are. Go to the store. Buy a big rag, big bag of rice and a chicken breast for $20 and eat for the whole week. Guys, every single week, I go to the store, I buy rice, chicken, and beans. And I, make, I cook it and I mix it all together and I eat that for, I eat that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes I might get something on to I might buy something for lunch on Saturday. And I typically go out to eat somewhere on Friday. But I give myself a $25 limit. The reason is because I ha- I don't have my I don't have my emergency fund built to where I'm I want it to be just yet. So I'm trying to pull myself I'm trying to pull my head above water right now. Like, I paid off my debt, so I feel like I kind of pulled myself above water. But until I'm on that life raft, I'm not safe yet. So I'm trying to swim over to the to the life raft right now. And I'm getting closer, but I'm not quite there yet. There you go. Awesome. Um, but until I get to that life raft, I'm, I'm not safe. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, until I'm safe, I'm not going to be blowing extra money. Actually, like, I just started this Twitch channel, and I, like, I've had to buy video games. And you know what? Like, before I was making about the same money that I am now, I was living paycheck to paycheck, and I decided to just start saving money. And now, like, I think I bought like four games this past month for the, the Twitch channel so that I had, you know, a variety of things that I could stream. And I still have more money now than I've ever had in my life. I'm just, I just keep saving. Like, I, I, I keep going up and up and up. Just, just from discipline. That's it. I just budgeted. I wrote down what I'm comfortable spending and then I spend only that. I know how much I'm going to need in gas. I know how much I'm going to need in groceries. I buy the same thing in groceries every single week. Like it, it changes very lightly. 
I eat every week for, let's see, considering, you know, hygiene products also, I probably spend about $50 a week, and let's see, and then I, I like I said, I, I think you got to treat yourself, so that's why I give myself $25 a week, because... Uh, and sometimes it goes over that. And that that's fine because it's all about staying on the wagon. If I never did anything for myself and I fell off the wagon and I stopped saving because I've got because I'm miserable, like it'd be counter counterproductive. So I budgeted it in something to keep me excited. Um keep me goal focused, you know. Take a step back so that I can keep moving forward. Uh, Cuddly Bear, 44. How you doing? Welcome to Skivvy vs. Everything. I'm Skivvy, your host. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, one thing that I mentioned in it was if you had to pay $20... Like if you... Or sorry, if you had to work for two hours... So a lot, a lot of people make about $10 an hour. So you had to work for two hours to get $20. And that was taxed. So you really had to work like two, two and a half, three hours to get $20. And then you just bought a pizza for $20. Which, like I said before, you got to stay on the wagon. But this is like the third time this week you've done that. And you're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, um... So, really I was supposed to play a game tonight and I just didn't like the game that I was playing. So, Monday nights I do this thing called Monday Night Going In Raw, which is kind of a playoff of, uh, like, wrestling. I don't wrestle on it, it's just a podcast. Uh, But basically, I actually do a recorded podcast, just in audio, on Saturdays. Uh, which... I just started all of this, so that's not actually out yet. Uh, just because you got to get like RSSS feeds and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's this the going in raw, Skivvy going in raw is it's an interactive podcast, so you can ask anything, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm talking about finances right now, just because that's kind of the theme of what we're doing right now. It's not all that the show's about. It's just. That's something I'm passionate about. It's got a big thing to do with how I live my life. $200 a week into the stock market. I'm looking to hit a 6K portfolio size by the end of this year. Great! That's more money I will have ever had and will keep increasing due to boosting the portfolio through my night job. I enjoy this content. Thank you so much. I enjoy it too. You know, like this is... Like, the only reason that I know anything about that is because, like, the kind of content I'm making right now is the kind of content I enjoy consuming. Like, if you can't tell already, like, I listen to Dave Ramsey a lot. (laughs) Or uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I've read Total Money Makeover. This past Monday, I read Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um... Let's see, Tony Robbins, like the just different things that like people who 
they they provide value and help you. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Reek and Lobo? Welcome to Skippy versus Everything. Yeah, think and grow rich. Yeah. And one thing that I really want to do with my content is, well, I've been considering going and working for Edward Jones just because I'm so, I've got two, two now people that work for Edward Jones, which is a, uh, it's a financial advisory, uh, like firm or whatever. Uh, two people that I know who have been trying to get me to start going to these dinners that they have once a month to try to get me to be a financial advisor. One thing that kind of keeps me from wanting to do that is I can literally learn all of that on the internet. I don't have to go to school for it. I'm a, I'm a high school dropout. Everything that I know I've learned on the internet already. Uh, and then I can just redirect all that information back to you guys. I can literally just talk about it on my podcast and give it away for free. And I can still monetize off of it by selling merchandise or people can donate bits or whatever. I mean, I'm not even affiliated right now. Like I said, guys, I just started. So, uh, but you know, whenever I become affiliated, like that's something I can move into. Uh, if, if you're in finance, you are not at liberty. You can lose your job. I mean, of course you can do whatever you want, but you're at risk of losing your job. If you talk about like, they can, they can restrict what you talk about on the internet. If you're not representing Edward Jones or whatever it is, whatever financial advisory you work for. My, uh, it's man. Thank you. Um, it's skivvy versus everything at gmail.com. Thank you so much. That is incredible. Like I'm not even affiliated yet. That's, insane Jesus thank you make sure I did it all right um thank you I'm having a lot of fun with this. You know, like I, like I was saying before, like I just want to I just want to follow my gut with this. Like okay, so this past weekend there's somebody that I know who is a girl. She's very attractive. And she started streaming on Twitch. And she started doing it basically right after I did. I I'm kind of I don't know for sure. I mean, she she also works at GameStops like full time, so I think you know she could have been doing anything. Uh, she started streaming right after me, and she like immediately got like seventy five followers, and like she's already affiliated and everything, and that kind of put me in my head a little bit, you know. Like logically, I was able to work through it and say, you know, okay, she already she already had a huge social media following already. Like, she went to Japan, she took a bunch of pictures, like, she's been building her social media following. I don't know if she's been doing it intentionally or if it just happened, but it happened. So her going to Twitch, especially with the audience that she had, like, the eyes that she had on her, going to Twitch just made sense for her. She had this kind of, uh, you know, anime, attractive girl who also likes anime and video games vibe 
dudes like that. We follow that. And, she, you know, so her going to Twitch, it was just a perfect market for her to get into. I basically started at zero like like two or three weeks ago. Like I didn't, I didn't have any social media following at all. I just started doing it, all of it at the same time. So it it I understand why she's much further ahead than I am. It's fine. Um, but it kind of put me in my head a little bit, you know. But I, you know, or I know somebody who. And I don't, I don't know for sure if he did it this way. And I'm not talking shit or anything, but I want, I try to not focus on my analytics too much. I want my following to grow uh, organically, just because like I'm putting out content that I enjoy, and just hopefully other people see it and they enjoy it too. Uh, you know, if I'm, I could go out and I can cheat the numbers. I can go to you know, support uh, support small streamers, which is a hashtag on Twitter, where everybody posts follow for follow. I can go on there and I can follow a bunch of people. Follow fi- you have to have fifty followers to become affiliated. I can get fifty followers and become affiliated, where then people that come in can give me more money. But then those fifty followers, like they're not actually followers. Like they- these are just other streamers who just followed. They're just people trying to, to cheat the number. Uh, and that's that's cool. Like if if that gets you somewhere, great. But I want everything that I get to come organically and to just worry about my content. I think I think that cream always rises. If my content is actually good, it will rise. People will know about it. People like and if I'm enjoying doing it, I mean shit. Even if people aren't enjoying doing, it, if I'm enjoying doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, like last night's stream, none of my analytics reflect that it was a good stream. I mean, it was about average compared to what I'm getting right now on on my analytics. Uh, I think it was the best stream I've ever had. The analytics don't reflect that, but I do. I was more energetic than I've ever been. I think I was more entertaining than I've ever been. Uh, The... All my audio equipment was working great. The video was working great. So I made a clip about it and I put it on Facebook and Instagram and not not Instagram. I put it on Twitter. But you know, I started ad, you know using last night's stream to advertise it because I knew it was good. Let's see. Um, write down twenty things you can do to make your life better. Whatever goal you want to reach, the number 20 is important. Because the first five are easy. Alright, I'm, I'm going to go off script. Uh, you write down 20 things. This is something to help people achieve goals. If you have a goal that you want to hit, write down 20 things that you can do to get there. The first thing that you write down is... Let me try to get that on the camera right. The first thing you can write down, the first five or whatever, like those are easy. Those are going to come to you like that. Then the next five are going to be just a little bit harder. And then the next five are going to be a little bit harder after that. And then finally you get to the final five and now you're just reaching to try to find something to do. 
something else to get to 20 because it's very important that you get to 20 and this is why because now you're getting creative those last five things are going to be the best ideas that you have I've done this myself like uh, I won't go too much into it but I was in a pretty I wasn't behaving the way that I should have uh, and it's I was just kind of something happened and it just kind of knocked me off kilter and I was just kind of messed up for a little bit and I just needed to you know, I'm going the wrong way pull myself, <laughs> pull myself back up and get myself where I needed to be one of the things that I wrote down, like I think it was the last thing that I wrote on the list, was kick the cigarettes. Like, I'm finally working on that. Like, I, I haven't, I said it, like I said before, I smoked like one cigarette like two days ago, but that's, before that it was months. You know? I'm finishing it. Like, I'm, I'm getting myself into a better situation. And once this is over, I might write down just another 20 random things. Try to think, think of 20... Thank you so much, uh, Subsisto. That is amazing. You know, listen, that is the first. That's the first bit. Of, I'm, I don't know if I should say the exact amount, uh, but that is the first bit of money that I've made on this. This show officially makes money. God, yes. That. Considering I spent like seven thousand dollars on all the equipment like that, like I'm really just trying to trying to even out. Uh, that is incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe it. Made my night, man. Let's see. I keep trying to put out good content now. Um, so I, I appreciate it. I really do. I'll try my best and I'm going to keep going. I, I try to, whenever I'm done with the 20 things, I'm probably going to come up with another 20 things. Try to figure out what I want to do next, write down 20 ways to get there and check off everything on the list. So that way I can just keep growing. Just keep keep moving up. This time last year, I thought I had it figured out. I thought I had absolutely everything figured out. Right now, I think I've got it figured out. <laughs> I think I've got absolutely everything figured out. And like I know now that last year I was an idiot for thinking that. I know that last year I didn't know shit. What am I going to think next year? You know? Next year I'm going to look at myself and think that I was an idiot. So if I keep doing everything that I can to learn and grow and grow more and more and more, like I said, I'm 25 years old. I'm very young and I recognize that and I'm hyper aware of that. I can, I, if I took my age right now and I doubled it, I'm 50 years old. That is still so young. Like if I live until I'm a hundred, that's another 50 years that I have to live. The difference between right now and then is the first 50 compared to the second the second 50 one year young so so you're in the same about the same boat and really anybody can do this take your year and double take take your age and double it 
everything that you know about existence is is the amount of time that you're alive. That you're like I'm 25 years old. I only know about 25 years. That's it. Everything else I was only told about. My only frame of reference for anything is 25 years. So, you know, me knowing that I have enough, like, me knowing that I have exactly the amount of time that I've been alive until I'm 50, that's in, like, that, and still knowing that I can do that two more times, like, taking my entire reference for existence and I can quadruple it, and that's a, my basic life expectancy, that's incredible. Like, give me one good reason why it's not a good idea to work my ass off right now while I still have the energy to do it. Like, that's the big difference between the first 50 and the second 50. So right now I have the energy to do it. So, that's where I'm going to go into productivity. I made a goal to... I I think this might have been on my list of 20 things. I I don't know if I just sprinkled it in there and just started doing it. Or what? But I made a goal to stay productive until 10 o'clock every single night. I wake up at 7 and I stay productive until 10. Now, as you can see, it goes well beyond 10 o'clock. I go to bed reluctantly. I eat reluctantly because I get so engaged and so passionate about the things that I'm able to do. Like my job at work. I love my job. Now, of course, it sucks. Like I said, like I said before, it sucks. Nobody wants to wake up and go do it every single day, but it's discipline. Like you discipline yourself into going. If you could, if you died tomorrow, you would retire today. If you seized, if you always seized the day and lived like today was your last, you wouldn't go to work today. Why would you? <clears throat> but you got to make the most of it. You got to go to work. You got to do it. You got to make money. You got to save for your old age. You got to, you know, you can save for your kids. You know, you can change your whole life, you know, your your family tree. I got into an argument the other day with somebody on Facebook about capitalism because they thought it was wrong. Capitalism is the machine that drives the rest of the world. Now, I'm not going to try to get too political on it or anything. I'm, I'm actually going to back off of that subject. But um, it's – I'm trying to get my mind off of capitalism right now and think of the next subject. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, the productivity thing. I still get plenty of sleep. I'm still able – like. To be passionate about something, I don't need a vacation from anything. My whole family. Discipline is key. Exactly. Um, My whole family went on vacation last week or the week before. Uh, I probably have more money than any of anybody who went on that family vacation. What have I achieved? Oh, from the productivity? I mainly learned a lot. That's mainly what I've done. 
Uh, let's see. I come up with a lot of ideas. Like, that's one reason why it's so important for me to stay productive is because, like I was saying earlier, like, I came up with two business ideas today that I think are gold. I, I don't have the, I'm not equipped to make them happen right now, but I think that they're gold. Like, that just happened today. That's every day for me. I, I have too many ideas to not be trying to work on things as much as I can. I'll go ahead and tell you what the ideas are because I probably won't have the, the equipment to do it for a long time anyway. Uh, one idea was just buying and owning a hair salon uh, for that I was going to name Alternative Image where the main focus of it is keeping the hairstylist would keep track of uh, trending alternative images. You know, you walk in and it's got like a, excuse me, like a, almost like a hot topic kind of vibe when you walk in and people, you know, maybe people have like choppy different colored hair and stuff like that. And this is a place where you can go into and feel comfortable. Like somebody who, uh, somebody who wants to look that way, you can come into a place where other people look that way. And you know they're probably not going to mess you up. And that they'll understand what it is that you're asking for. I think that's a good idea. I I personally haven't seen a salon like that. Um, the other idea was a game show. Because game shows are basically gone. Everything's moving away from TV. And I don't know of any game shows that are on the internet. Um, <clears throat> so basically I take... I would take a lot of different elements from different game shows. This is, I would need a lot of money for production to do this. So that's one reason why I'm not equipped for that. Um, the other one is the salon. Like, I just don't have enough money to buy a salon. So I'll get there. But the idea, I might have another better idea to work on then. That's why I don't feel, un, that's why I don't feel uncomfortable just talking about it. If you want to do it, do it. Uh, and the other idea is, it's kind of a wink. This is a show idea. It's a wink to game shows from like the 90s and the 80s. Maybe the 70s. I really don't know when game shows started. Frame of reference. Anyway, so you would have like a wink to like the price is right and deal or no deal and uh, Wheel of Fortune and stuff like that. But it would show a little bit more of the production on the outside where like the like the host would actually be a complete asshole off camera and then you would see him switch to being just this super fake guy on camera and just being mean to people off stage and it wouldn't really be mentioned but it would just be you would see it like nobody really says anything about it you just see them being an asshole off off camera and then they walk out and then welcome to Price is Right or Wheel of Fortune or whatever. So it's just it's just literally a game show with that. And then the the object of the of the game show is kind of mean natured in itself, but everybody does it with a smile on their face, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's just an interesting thought that I had today, uh, but I thought it was a good one. Uh, let's see. Um. What have I achieved? Somebody asked me something similar. They asked me what I've achieved in the last year that I'm proud of. 
one thing I said was that I'm proud that I decided to budget and learn how to budget. Uh, right now, I have more money than I've ever had in my life. That's what I was saying a minute ago about my whole family that went on vacation. I probably I probably have more money than anybody that went on that vaca- vacation. Not even probably. I know for a fact that I do. Uh, <clears throat> but I didn't go. Now, why did I not go when I had the most money? I was the most equipped to go on this vacation. I had the vacation time. I could have gone if I wanted to. I would have gotten paid for the week. Like to most people, there's absolutely no reason to not go on that vacation. I didn't go because I enjoy my work. I enjoy everything that I do. If I left, that would take me away from my equipment and my ability to work. I think vacations are fine. And, you know, people are different. Like, that's just me. Not everybody's... Not everybody's like that. Let's see. Let's go on to another topic. Patience. Take baby steps. You're not going to be successful overnight. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of eating shit. Nobody ever got successful by complaining about how miserable they are. Get up and fucking do something. Come home every day after you after leaving your shitty job and do something for your life. The people who live for Friday night through Sunday morning will lose. Unless you're working in that time to do something to pull yourself out of your Monday through Friday. Unless your Monday through Friday is what you've wanted to do your entire life. Like, it's all about happiness. If that's what makes you happy, that's perfectly fine. But don't complain about Monday through Friday. If you if you have room to complain about Monday through Friday, and you are living for Friday night and Saturday morning, that is way too much of your life to be complaining about it. Change it. Do something for your life. Do something better. Stay productive. Like, choose a time and be productive until that time. Like I said a minute ago, I love my daytime job. I'm just too naturally entrepreneurial to not be trying to work towards that. A couple years ago, I started a contracting company. I I had a handyman service. I started doing that, and I don't know if anybody was on whenever I talked about how I worked for, you know, three to four hours. I slept for three to four hours a night every single night for a year because I was trying to do this handyman business, and I didn't have enough time to spread the business. Like... There wasn't enough time for me for it to be any more than just me doing the work. So then I changed the idea to a general contracting company. But then I came up with another idea to make it even more expansive with an app. Uh, and then I needed the capital to make the app. But I went ahead and I got the LLC. And then which stands for limited li- limited liability corporation. And then I learned that if you didn't if you don't do anything with an LLC for too long, it just gets abolished. Like like the government just takes it away. 
so I actually lost the business. I never did anything with it because I was like, okay, I don't have the capital for this. And I kind of want to work on something else right now. Like Twitch streaming and podcasting and YouTubing and all of that was really dragging my attention that way. Naturally, I, I just gravitate towards, you know, entertainment. But it, like, I'm good at service. I think I'm pretty good at entertainment also, but I know I, like, I know I can do service and I know that brings me something and I'm in the service industry right now. I work for a small, man, I just put my, like, I almost don't even want to tell you. I just put my first YouTube video up last night and it's not something that I'm particularly proud of. Like it'll probably get deleted because I want my YouTube, like I want my YouTube videos to be just a little bit more refined, uh, you know, edited. So literally all I did with my YouTube video last night is I just uploaded a Twitch stream that I did last night up onto YouTube. That's it. It's me. Like I said, I think it's my best stream that I've ever had, but it's just me and my friend Benny playing Borderlands 2 last night. It's a, I think it's funny. I think it's interesting almost all the way through. Um, I think anybody would enjoy it, but I don't think that people go to YouTube to watch just an entire Twitch stream. Like, it's uh, several hours long. I think it's about two hours long, actually. Uh, but it's... Uh, if you want to check it out, it's uh, Skivvy versus Everything on YouTube. And all of my content is always going to be Skivvy versus Everything. Uh, my podcast, my which I've recorded two episodes... Only one episode will be released. Uh, the episode that I'm releasing tomorrow, or not releasing tomorrow, but I'm recording tomorrow, is basically what we're talking about right now. Uh, this uh, The episode that I'm recording tomorrow is a little bit different. It's just me talking about basically what I'm talking about right now. Like everything, the, the stuff that I'm reading off of right now, I'm kind of practicing for the podcast tomorrow. But I'm still, like, I love doing it like this because I'm able to interact with everybody. I hope to, I didn't expect to do this today. Like, uh, to have this interactive uh, Skivvy versus, uh, Skivvy going in raw. I didn't expect to do it like this today. That's a, that should have been reserved for Monday, but I I planned on streaming today and the game I was playing wasn't working out, so figured I'd do this. Uh... Let's see. I'll go on to the next topic. The feedback that I've gotten on this is amazing. Like, it makes me really happy and really excited to go into it tomorrow. Um, let's see. Okay, I, I feel like I didn't really actually talk too much about being patient. So, basically, if you... I always focused on making my income greater you know I was making $10 an hour okay I need to make 11 I need to make 12 I need to make 13 14 15 I always needed to be making more money I always wanted to increase my income um, I thought that that was the way that you got rich was you get to where you're making a million dollars an hour or <laughs> or so much money coming in that you don't have time to spend it and now I'm under the understanding that you will probably always have time to spend it. 
if you want to spend it, you can spend it. I can. Um, so living on less than you make is what is the most important thing. Because you, that'll be you putting a small amount back. Uh, you put back enough for your emergency fund. You hold you hold off on, on donating. You know, I said donate 15% of your income to a Roth IRA. Hold off on that. I'm not doing that right now because I don't have my safety fund yet. Uh, whenever I get 10 grand put in the back, which is three to six months of my living expenses. Whenever I have 10 grand put back, I will start putting 15% of my income back into a Roth IRA. Um, but that's only 15% of my income. And right now I'm saving about a thousand dollars a month. Uh, which is great. Like that's an accelerated rate really. Uh, but you could be, it's baby steps. Like I'm not, I didn't become a millionaire overnight. I'm I'm not a millionaire right now. Just mathematically, like doing what I'm doing right now, I can just simply look at what I'm doing, look at the steps I'm taking, look at what it's get what it gets me, look at the data of people that I know who've done it, look at the data of people who like have done it all the way through. They they are millionaires. I, I I continue on this track, which I will. I'm already doing it. I've been doing it for, you know, not long, a few months. Like, I will retire a millionaire. It's just how many millions I'm going to have is the variable. Um, so it's baby steps, you know. Uh, Dave Ramsey's baby steps are, one, you put $1,000 back. Yeah, you know, like, I'm not going to say I have a super high income. I Like, didn't you, I, I think you said you're in the UK. I don't know how that translates over there, but in the US, I have a, especially for my age, a very high income. I'm, I'm not, I don't make like celebrity level money or anything like that, but I make, I make really good money for my age. Uh, the average American household income, the average American household income is what I make by myself. But I rent a room for $500 a month. Like I'm, I'm able to save a lot. So I have a low, my car is paid off. Everything's paid off. I'm completely debt free. I have low bills, high income. And I budget. And it just keeps increasing. I got myself in a pretty nice situation. But I put myself there. Like it all it didn't just happen. Um so if you let's see. Yeah, I was gonna tell it what Dave Ramsey's baby steps are. Dave Ramsey's baby steps are one put a thousand dollars back. Now it's not gonna catch everything that happens, but it'll catch the little stuff. If you need new tires, 
It's not a tra- tragedy. You've got $1,000 put back. That'll that'll take care of tires. And then you you know, you restock back to 1,000 and then once you're at 1,000, that's baby step number 1. And then you start paying off your debt. So this is bringing your net worth to at least zero. Like all of this over all of this over here, that's all zero. And then you're bringing yourself up to zero so that you can start growing your wealth. Uh, you pay off your debt. And then after your debt's paid off, then you put 10 or three to six months of your living expenses back. That's a baby step that I'm on right now. That's baby step number three. Baby step number four is to start investing into a Roth IRA or pre-tax retirement fund. 15% of your income. Uh, let's see. Baby step five. I think baby step five is... I'm actually not too sure what baby... I think it's like start saving for your kid's retirement. Let's see. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, pay off debt, invest 15%. Let me pull it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, baby step number five is, five is college funding for children. There's programs you can, uh, you can invest into where... It's easy, like, people don't think that they're able to save for their kids' college, but it's it's easy. And I think you're wrong to take away that opportunity from them when it could put them in so much debt. Like, I didn't go to college, and I'm thankful that I didn't because it's wouldn't have been something good for me. But if they don't go, like, you just take the money. Like that's just extra money that you had put back. You had, you had an extra hundred thousand dollars. Great. Do whatever you want with it. Give it to them. Help them start out. Or, you know, Kylie Jenner said that she was given a hundred thousand dollars, and now she's a billionaire. Like, of course, she's Bruce Jenner's son or daughter. <laughs> she's Caitlyn Jenner's daughter. I think. I don't really keep up with them that much. Anyway, she got like you know she might be able to do something with it. I think there's a saying: "Show me a good, show me a great man who's the son of a great man." So what that means is that no no great man is a great father or something like that. Like uh, when you when you've achieved a lot for yourself and overcame obstacles, you often coddle your children so they don't become the great man that you are. Um, so maybe it's better to not give to them, but that's up to you. However you want to parent, uh, baby step number six, pay off home early. Um, in Dave Ramsey's studies for millionaires, he learned that all of them paid off their house 
in 10 years. I was talking to my dad the other day who said you're not going to pay off you're not he said you're not going to save $100,000 in cash. Now I was I don't know if anybody was here before that's in the chat right now about me talking about manual underwriting. Uh and how like you don't have to save it. You can still live debt free and credit card free and everything and pay your house off. Uh and be able to get a loan for a house also without a credit card. Without credit at all. Um but my dad said you don't you're not gonna save a hundred thousand dollars. I'm saving a thousand dollars right now, like every month. That's ten years. Like that's less than ten years. I'm not doing I'm not even doing the exact month. Like there's twelve months in a year and I'm I'm in my head right now, I'm only putting ten months in a year. There's twelve. It's less than 10 years I would have a house paid off if it only costs $100,000. So it can cost a little bit more than $100,000. And I will pay, be able to pay it off in cash if I just save at the rate that I am for 10 years. I don't want to do that. I'm going to do the manual underwriting option because I want the house faster. I don't want to be paying rent the entire time. Like that's. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. Um. Uh, Right now, I make $50,000 a year, and my expenses are about $680 a month. Because when you pay off your debt, and you don't have to make a payment on something every month, like a car payment, no. I refuse to live with my parents. It's not because of any like bad home life situation or anything. Like I said, I'm 25 years old. Like I rent a room with my friend. Like I mean, he has a house payment and I pay a third of everything. It's me, him, and his girlfriend. He owns the house. I pay a third of everything. So that I can save as much as possible. A truck driver. I'm a high school dropout with no GED. It is good, yeah. Well, okay, really my base salary is 40k. Um but I get go-to guy money. So I do anything that my boss needs done. Period. Like I work for a very small truck driving company. We make like truck driving, there's a lot of money that goes into it. If my boss is able to pay me that much and he's got like five other employees and like they don't pay me like they don't pay the other employees that much but they're not the go-to guy when you don't complain at work and you say yes sir whenever your boss asks you to do something and you eat shit 
like I was talking about earlier, like how I eat rice and beans and chicken mixed together every single day. And like I work until 10 o'clock or sometimes later every single day I eat shit. My boss asked me to do something and I say, yes, sir. And he's appreciative of that. And he accommodates that. And I make extra money because of that. And sometimes he pays me way more than what I actually put in just because he's so appreciative that I'm always the person that will say yes. Like, it benefits you. And it won't always benefit you. I worked at Lowe's for four years. And I was the go-to guy there. And I was able to make about thirty dollars to $35,000 a year there. Not as an, a manager, but as a specialist uh, for four years. But the problem there was is there wasn't... They didn't see the growth in me that I saw in me. And that's a problem to me. So, I look for another opportunity. And I found one. And that's another thing, like, like you can live your life being reactive, or you can live your life being proactive. If you're always spending your life, like, just reacting to what happens to you, like something might happen like you can move forward but you can move backwards just as easily you're not on the offense you're letting life happen to you you're not happening to life you're living paycheck to paycheck you're letting your money happen to you you're not happening to your to your money everything in your life is controlling you but when you're proactive like i don't know if anybody was here before when i said it but like i lived in a trailer that i bought for $1500 with my ex-fiance and her son. And she didn't work. And I provided for them. I made $9 an hour. And that's when I started out at Lowe's. Like. You learn. How to. Find another way. Like you don't always. I didn't. I never. I've never have had a credit card. I've never lived off of credit. Like I found a way to do. Everything that needed to be done. I fixed. Like there were literal holes. That went through the subfloor. That like I had to go into the trailer every day for a month. Just to make it livable before we could move in. Like I'm fixing holes through the subfloor. Getting rid of mold. Stuff like that. Every day for a month before we could move in. And then when we moved in like. We just had electricity. And we never had AC. We I, I put a furnace in. And. That was it. That was all we had. Like, we had no no cable, no electricity. We read books. That's it. I mean, that's all we could do. So, when you... So, then what I did to get myself out of that situation so that we get cable and internet and start doing things you know stuff like that uh i started looking i heard a rumor that you weren't going to make any money in lows unless you were a truck driver or a manager 
And the way I saw it, it would be easier to become a truck driver. So I knew whenever I turned 21, I could become a truck driver. So literally every single day leading up to me becoming a truck driver, I'm looking, getting on the computer and looking for them to post a position every single day. And finally, they posted one at a different store. I applied to it. I got the job and I started truck driving. And that's what led me to working for this small truck driving company. It provided me the opportunity to uh, to go work as a truck driver for this small truck driving company that pays me 50 grand a year. Which, by the way, like, doesn't feel like a lot of money. Like, I'm proud of it because I know it is, but it doesn't feel like a lot. I mean, I live below my means, but... I still want more. Like, you get... I, look, I looked my entire life looking at $20 an hour... Knowing that if I got to that point, I would be safe because my mom raised us on $20 an hour. So I thought, like, you know, no matter what, if I get to that amount of money, I'll be safe for the rest of my life. And then I did it, and it's not enough. Like, there's so much more that can be done. Like, I've got the legacy, you know, uh, anybody that was in before, like, I think about my funeral a lot. I don't think about how sad it is to die. I I just know that one day I'm going to. And I think about who's going to show up to my funeral. Because that's important to me. Who's going to give a shit? You know, who... Do you want to live your life as somebody that they might make a statue out of? Or do you want to just... Go like you never existed. I don't mean to take everything like so seriously. I'm not. I, I'd hate to give off that impression. Like, like I actually. Uh, most of this is supposed to be comedy. <laughs> like most of my Twitch channel is actually supposed to be comedy, but this. Going in raw, the point of that is for me to just kind of be open and honest about anything that I'm thinking about. Let's see. I think, uh... Okay. The last thing I have written down here is, uh... The only thing stopping you from being successful is right on the other side of your own perspective. Get off your... I I said what I wrote down. Get off your ass and fucking do something about it. So the only thing stopping you from being successful is right on the other side of your own perspective. Get off of your ass and fucking do something about it. Stop being so lazy. Stop being so reactive. Be proactive. Make your life better. Make better decisions. Save your money. Pay off your debt. Consume good content. That's another thing. I think content... Um, I think whatever kind of content you consume, consumes you. If you're consuming negative shit all the time, you're going to be negative as fuck. If you go and you watch 13 Reasons Why, you're probably going to feel a little bit suicidal. If you go and you watch uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, you're probably going to start giving a shit about wildlife just briefly for a little while. 
I mean, maybe you always care about it, of course, but uh, it'll consume you a little bit more when you're consuming that content. So if you consume positive shit, you consume motivational shit, you can be positive and motivational. Also research things. Like like when you talk about something, know what the fuck you're talking about. Know how to form a proper debate and a proper argument. Like I like I said before, I would, I don't want to get too uh political about it, but I said I got in an argument with somebody about capitalism recently. Was that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um which was the way that I formed my argument in it I said I would ask questions in the argument like okay what's the alternative they don't have an answer they don't because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about they're just they're just repeating the same the same rhetoric that, that that was told to them. That was it. They don't know what it means. They're just saying it. Somebody told them that capitalism was bad. So now they're telling me that capitalism is bad because I said it was good. Okay, defend your argument. Tell me more. You can't because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But they don't want to look stupid. So they try to back out with a little bit of, with still a little bit of pride. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just having a bad day. I shouldn't come at you like that. Okay, but you didn't answer the question. You know, you're so quick to jump on this a minute ago. Tell me what you really think about it. I'm not mad at you. Let's have a discussion. They don't know what they're talking about. And you don't have to agree with the person sitting across from you. You don't have to agree with the person you're having a discussion with. Having a a discussion, even using the term argument, doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. I think it's a very positive thing. It's two people sitting down and working through something, verbally. Trying to come to a common ground. A lot of the time it's just two people just, you know, masturbating in front of each other. You know, just like, like, oh, I'm right. Oh, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. You know, it's just, but if you hear, if you listen to the other side, like, and you actually allow yourself to be teachable and allow yourself to admit when you're wrong and, you know, like, I'm sure everybody's been in an argument before where like suddenly they realize that you, you realize that you were wrong about everything. But you won't say it. You won't say you were wrong about everything. You try to back out with some kind of pride. When you you could have just said, oh, you know what? Now it makes sense. Awesome. Great. Now I know something different. I was wrong.
All right, guys, that's uh, that's about all I got. That's actually that's everything that I had written down a little bit more, a lot a bit more. Um, Skivvy versus everything is the name of the show. If uh, if you haven't followed already, uh, and you like the content, please consider doing so. Um, podcast is coming out soon. I'm super excited about that. So. Keep a lookout for that. That's like I said before, like everything is under the name Skivvy versus everything. And uh follow me on Instagram to keep up with everything I always post on on there and Facebook and Twitter. Like sometimes the day before or at least the morning of whenever I'm gonna be doing something that night. So you'll you know, if you if you want to keep up with it and what I'm doing, like you'll you'll know well well before I end. And uh, that'll be it. Thanks everybody. Have a good night.